Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide, and today we continue with Lesson 4, Following the Thread of Desire. And we continue with Section 2, Desire is Everything, and we start with Paragraph 4. We're going to go 4 through 7. Good, good, good stuff. So Jeshua continues, Have you not feared at times the welling up of desire within you? For as I look upon your plane, there are many who become paralyzed with fear just because they desire to have a bowl of ice cream. So afraid are they that if they give in to that desire, something in the ice cream will cause their body to bloat and their brain to cease functioning. Jeshua having a little bit more fun with us. And he's always talking to us like we are. He's talking to the truth to us that you're not a body. Now, if you're really focused on the ice cream and the calories of it and how bad it is for you uh, and what it's going to do to your body, then that's going to be your experience of the ice cream. So he's saying so many of us fear our desires. Just notice any desire that you fear and what you think it's going to do for you. And as we read a couple more paragraphs, a little bit more context for this. But I want to share a very quick story. Uh, before I got into the way of mastery, I was a student for a long time of A Course in Miracles. And what got me into A Course in Miracles was the book, The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard, published by Hay House. And I read that and it was easy to understand. It was provocative in a lot of ways. It was aligned with kind of my spiritual understanding from my master's in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica, shout out. And so I reached out to Gary and I was like, holy shit, this book has changed my life. And I actually was a, a colleague at University of Santa Monica with Gary's wife. And so I reached out to her and I got to meet Gary and Gary's published several other books about The Course in Miracles. And these books are kind of conversations, very kind of candid conversations that he has with these two masters, these two beings, people that instantaneously appear in front of him. And it's this dialogue. It's pretty fascinating. And it's all about A Course in Miracles. So we had we had lunch or dinner. I met Gary a couple times and we had dinner with Gary, my wife and his wife. And this is something that Gary talked about as well. Like he would eat the ice cream. He would drink the beers. Like he wasn't this like ascended, enlightened person that you have to like be a certain way to be loved, to be the Christ consciousness, which I love. Like there's a lot of that stuff in the Bible, I think, like a lot of dogma and rules, like don't eat this, don't do that, do this. And at least in The Course of Miracles and The Way of Mastery, what I love about it is the simplicity. It's not dependent on anything. It's all within you, and it's all your choice for love and your intention for love. So the the and this is also um, in terms of how food affects the body and the mind is kind of aligned with what I know about. And I'm just learning about German new medicine. And it's really your thoughts about the food and your thoughts and emotions and what you're going through impacts your body. Right. The the thought and the energy is the cause. The effect is the symptom in the body. So if you're like, oh, the ice cream, if I eat this, I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to, you know, it's not good for me. I know it's not good for me. Then I have to maybe work out, but I don't work out. So now I feel doubly guilty and I'm eating it anyway. Like all of that is is probably much worse than if you just ate the ice cream and got on, and enjoyed it and, and lived in joy. 
So I wanted to share a little story about that. But Jesh was saying, this is about fear and desire. How, if we're honest, there are desires that we fear within ourselves. So continuing on. For those of you in intimate relationship, marriage, or commitment of some kind, how many of you have not carried the belief taught to you by the world that if you feel an energy of desire welling up within you when you look upon someone who is not your partner, somehow you have sinned against God? How many of you do not know the experience of trying to rein in the 10,000 horses, so sure that if you gave in to feeling desire that everything would run amok? and that your attempt to keep your life structured, rigid, and predictable would collapse and, quote, all hell would break loose. <laughs> Again, what I love about the way of mastery is it's like conversational tone compared to, I love A Course in Miracles. It's very poetic and it's very dense and it's very rich, like a thick, good chocolate mousse cake. And this is like very like, Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream. It's very accessible and fun at times. And both are Jeshua communicating with us. And so, yeah, for anyone in an intimate relationship, how many of you have not carried the belief taught to you by the world that if you feel an energy of desire welling up within you when you look on someone who's not your partner, you've sinned against God? Isn't that like uh, one of the Ten Commandments? Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. So right there, Jeshua was kind of saying, if we're looking at this thing, Jeshua was saying, dude, the Ten Commandments were maybe not necessarily given by God to the people. Maybe they were taught to you by the world. Maybe they created. And yes, are they the good guidelines to live by? I would say yes. And uh, it can create so much guilt. Like I, I think I've thought of that thought many times. And then I watched a video from Sadhguru. Sadhguru's awesome. Uh, check him out on YouTube. He's got tons of videos on social media. And I remember watching this video one time where he was talking about this very topic. And I used to feel guilty if, yeah, I saw someone and uh, I thought that they were attractive and I love more and I think she is gorgeous and beautiful and I'm honored to be with her. And it's like no slight against her to like just see someone and think they're attractive. And as I've matured and like opened my mind and I would say see through the appearance and more of the light, I think there's two levels of it. There's seeing through like the superficial, uh, superficial level of attractiveness. Like, oh, I think that person is pretty or handsome or they have a uh, you know, they're they're fit and they, they have a quote unquote nice body, whatever that means. And then there is a level of like seeing the light beauty within someone, man or woman or anything like the animals, although we're talking about kind of like attractiveness here. So let's stick with that. But like seeing the beauty, the radiance, the light inside of someone. And so as I've matured in this way, there are people who like my surface level ego mind would be like, yeah, they're not they're not pretty. But my, you know, Christ itself that that is connecting and seeing and experiencing the light in someone is like this person's beautiful, like they're radiant. Uh, And that's just straight talk for me. Um, And so, yeah, seeing really what's there and. 
for me, more is both, which is the cool thing. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why I'm with her. I, w- um, I wouldn't choose somebody who I'm not attracted to on, on that level, even if, you know, anyways, whatever, let's keep going. <laughs> but this whole idea of, so, so Sadhguru, back to Sadhguru, I remember watching this video that was like, yeah, that like attractiveness that you can have to another person, it's just hormones. Like that's just hormones. You know, and and not to get too into it, but like part of the the male genetic, like the male animal is to reproduce, right? Like all animals, male animals in nature want to reproduce and have lots of babies. And while there's typically like the, the you know, females, well, that's not true. And some animals, they've got a lot of eggs and they produce a lot of babies, but the males want to reproduce and all, all species want to reproduce. So it made it a lot more. Like it took a lot of the judgment out of it to be like, oh, it's just hormones. It's not a sin. It's not a defect in me if I see someone who I think is attractive and feel an urge, not that I'm going to act on it, but just like feel something in my body. Like that is okay. That's just hormones. That took so much guilt off and it actually lessened my experience of that because I would just like notice and be like, oh. And then as I matured in, in, in combination with seeing the light in people and wanting to see the light in people and the radiance within them and the the beauty within them, it just changed my whole experience of of not not sex as like a lovemaking with a partner, but like the the whole thing about sex and attractiveness and 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 either, you know, hormones and you know that kind of thing. So I think Jeshua is talking about that, like, yeah, how many of you do not know the experience of trying to rein in those 10,000 wild horses? So, you know, if you if you give in to that, if you feel that desire, you're, you know, everything's going to fall apart. So let me this is important. Let me read the next two paragraphs to put a little more context to it. So Jeshua says, yet I say unto you, would you exist if God had feared the desire to create and extend love by forming you? At the same time, giving you infinite freedom of choice. Without desire, look around. Not only would you see nothing, there would be nothing to do the seeing. This is in italics. Everything is the effect of desire. Mic drop, Jeshua. Okay, so Jeshua is saying, would you exist if God had feared the desire to create and extend love by forming you? So God has literally loved you into expression. You are the wave of the ocean, to use this metaphor again. So if God feared that, God doesn't fear anything because it's all of God. And it's all, and and then he says, at the same time, giving you infinite freedom of choice. That's why we don't have to fear lower consciousness and other choices like that. When we are in our light, we are we are at a whole – we don't vibrate at the same level as things that are lo- of lower consciousness. We can see it. We can see it for what it is and we can experience it if we want to. But we don't have to. And so many people are like afraid of – demons or darkness or entities or there's things in me or trying to get me and and that that fear is kind of what feeds that it doesn't mean those things don't exist because god doesn't fear itself anything is allowed in creation and as we know what we are we are creation of god and as we stand in that light we are light and power and love and eternal and whole 
Nothing can be added to us. Nothing can be taken away as we stand in that. It's a different resonance than fear. We are like, we are impervious to that. It does, it's not even a thing. Like I always think about Jesus. He wasn't like, oh, can't go there. There's a lot of darkness there. No, he would bring his light into the darkness and say, I am the way, I am the light, not him, Jesus, the personality, the Christed light within him that is the essence of all things. Even the things that are created that we label bad or dark are of God. They can't exist if they're of God. God doesn't fear its own creations. And this might blow, this might be like totally blowing your mind and it might go against so many things you've kind of thought about or believed or been taught. And that's okay. It's good to have conflicting ideas because it's the kind of that, that grist is grit. It's the grit of the sand that makes the pearl. It's like the things that like force you to kind of get outside of your comfort zones and entertain other ideas and kind of sit with it and feel with it until you find your own way and your own truth, your own eye of the needle to to quote an earlier passage that we talked about. So Jeshua says, without desire, nothing would exist because everything is the effect of desire. And so again, going back to, if you look at the things you don't like in your, in your life, Jeshua is always inviting us to be like, I've take responsibility for it on some level. I may not be conscious of it, but on some level I've created this which must mean, according to this, I must have wanted this in some way. And now I don't want it anymore. I, If you're reading this book, if you're in this way of life of, of spiritual opening to love, you're, you're a person who's not wanting that experience anymore. You're wanting another way. There must be another way I'm wanting that. Show me. If I can't see it, show me grace, Holy Spirit, God, the universe. Show me the other way. And Jeshua is... This is the teaching to show you another way. Everything is the effect of desire. And you're not at the mercy of your past and what you've created in the past because in this moment, you can desire a new thing and move forward focusing on that and bringing more of that into your beingness. Last paragraph. Jeshua says, come then to see that desire is not evil. It is not to be feared. It is to be mastered. Mastery is not control. For control, the need to control, is an effect of the energy of fear, not love. Mastery of desire comes when you recognize that you are safe to feel whatever wave of desire might come up through your consciousness because you decide whether or not you will act on it, whether you will bring it into the field of manifestation. Now, I literally have this entire paragraph highlighted and almost every word is underlined, sometimes like vigorously bold underlined it many times. And so let's break it down. Come then to see that desire is not evil. If we were taught that as a little kid, how much guilt would be dissolved in an instant, would not even exist, right? I grew up Catholic. My parents like weren't super Catholic, but I went to CCD, like Catholic education. So it was just like ingrained in me. I went to church every, you know, most Sundays and then Episcopalian, which is a little bit, my experience of Episcopalian is way less guilt driven than, than Catholicism. But there's so much in my experience of, of the message in Catholicism that desire is evil. You know, feeling a desire for money, you're greedy, feeling a desire of, uh, 
lust or like sexual energy in the body. That's bad. You got to repress that. Don't feel that. That means things. And it's like fucked up so many people. Now I got to put some explicit messaging in this one, but it's messed up so many people because we've been taught that and we bought into it. Imagine if, okay, now what Jesh was saying is the desire is not bad. It's okay. And the and he's always about empowerment. He's always about empowerment. Mastery comes when you recognize you're safe to feel. It's safe to feel whatever desire might come up. Sometimes you can't control the desire. It just feels like it's there. It's safe to feel it. And the mastery and the empowerment and the ownership is because you, that's in italics, you decide whether or not you will act on it. So uh, many people, and I've been this way, feel guilty about just having a thought about something. Even if you don't act on it, you feel guilty for just having the thought. Jeshua is saying it's okay to have the thought. It's okay to feel the feeling and then know and claim your empowerment by saying if you will act on it or not. And I would say that builds more confidence in yourself, self-trust when you can do that, when you feel the feeling and you know it's a choice and you don't act on it, then you're even less of a slave to the emotion or the feeling than you were before because you were fighting it. You're kind of a slave to it. You're at the mercy of it. If you're like, no, don't have that thought. Don't have that feeling. Like now you're just in constant reaction to it. That's not freedom. The freedom is to feel it and know that I can not do something about it. That's powerful. And the more I exercise that muscle, the stronger I get with it until it's like not even a thing. It's not even a temptation. It's not even a guilt because you decide whether you will bring it into the field of manifestation. Again, think about that, how powerful this what he's saying is. You decide whether you will bring anything into the field of manifestation. That's how powerful you are. So you can have a thought and have a feeling and that's okay. And you can decide whether or not you will act on it and focus on it and bring it into manifestation. That is effing powerful. Apply that to everything in your life. Your thoughts are powerful. So just to go back again, it is not to be feared. Desire is to be mastered. And that's what we were just talking about. Mastery is not controlling. Controlling your thoughts. Have a good thought. Have a bad thought. If I have one bad thought, I got to have 10 more good thoughts to balance it out. And if I have a bad thought, it means that I'm bad. No, for control, the need to control is an effect of the energy of fear, not love. Look at what's happening in the world today. Look at what the quote unquote powers that be are doing to try to control people. How do they try and control you? They keep you in fear. Turn on the news. Turn on any news. Look at any news website. It's all about fear. When you are afraid You are in fight or flight. You are not in your right mind and you will do anything because you're in physical survival mode and that's your number one priority when you're in fear. Number one priority, physical survival. So I'm gonna listen to and do whatever Mr. or Miss Authority tells me to do that. They say it's gonna keep me safe. I'll do that. That is control. The need to control is an effect of the energy of fear and there is so much attempt of fear on the planet now, especially as more people wake up and want to embody love and Christ love, whether we're not talking about Jesus Christ as last name, we're talking about Christ, the love within, I don't care what religion or belief you have, it's love. 
love expressed, love made manifest as you bring bringing kindness, compassion, generosity, loving to your being and bringing more light and, and expressing more light in the world. As more and more of that's happening, the, the fear gets louder and louder and louder. Because it's like, hey, hey, remember, you're supposed to be afraid. It gets louder and louder and louder to try and scare people back into eh, dimming your light, playing small, playing the victim, being dependent on other people to tell you what to do and how to live your life and what's good for you. Fuck that. And I say that from like a very loving place because we all have the power to rise up into the love within us. And the wisdom within us and the community together, the more people wake up together, and that's what the news doesn't show you, is that more and more people are waking up. There's more and more amazing light-filled miracles happening on the planet than ever before. It's just not televised, right? There's that, that quote, the revolution will not be televised. The awakening will not be televised. And this is such effing good news. So, highlights. Everything is the effect of desire. Do not feel the desires. Master your desires. Mastery is not controlling them or being afraid of them or feeling guilty for them. Mastery is knowing that you are safe to feel whatever wave of desire might come up and knowing that you decide whether or not you will act on it and whether you will bring it into the field of manifestation or not. Powerful, powerful, powerful message. I love you guys. This work is freaking awesome and we're doing it together and just you doing your own work is like a ripple effect to everything and everyone else in your life. Even if you don't even talk about any of this stuff, just the light and your beingness impacts. Think energetics. Get out of the five senses. I love you guys. If you get value from this, like, subscribe, share, post on social media, uh, give us a shout out. Send me a message. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. My name is Jason. Send me a message. Hey, I've been listening. Even if you're just like, hey, I listened to one episode. Wasn't for me. Send me a message. Send me a message. Hey, I'm digging this. I'm really loving it. Hey, these are too short. I want them longer. Or these are way too long. Or talk less about your life. Or talk more about your life. Or I'm still not sure if I agree with any of this stuff. Just drop me a line. Send me an email. It takes two seconds. We're together. We're doing it. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.